Hello there, and welcome to An Englishman in San Diego with myself, Leonard Sultana. It's a pleasure to have you join us with 17 days to go to day one of San Diego Comic-Con 2014. Um, it is the 7th of July, 2014, and we have ourselves uh, a lovely array of guests who have joined us. Uh, we'll very quickly introduce everybody and um, get everyone into the Hangout and say hello. Right, let's uh, go across the board, and uh, first and foremost, let's uh, welcome Alyssa from uh, the Friends of CCI.com forum. Hello there, Alyssa, how are you? Hello, I'm fine. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are preparations going for you? Uh, busy. Busy. <laughs> Just uh, we're the, the big threads on the forum this week are what you can do today to, to get prepped for Comic-Con, and we're also kind of segueing into a rambling thread, which more goes into the anxiety of, oh, what should I pull for my comics? Uh, I can't find my blank... Oh, yeah, my cosplay, I need to still get, I, I, you know, the the weapon, I still need to finish my weapon, or so forth. <laughs> so that's, that's the big thing. Oh, wow. Um, it's, it's, it is that kind of thing where I did actually, um, I was posting something on uh, my website, and I decided to just very quickly mm. check the, uh, the, the site for the quality, and in the right-hand side of my site, it actually has a countdown. And when it said two weeks and two days, I I had to have a moment of pause. It really, it's just getting awfully close at this point. So yes, absolutely. I, I, it's, I, I can flying. imagine a lot of people uh, like that. Yeah, two weeks from tomorrow, I will be on on the plane. Yeah. To come to San Diego. Let me think. Two weeks. Yeah, two weeks and a day. I think, yep. yeah, is is for me. It's, it's no, it's a week in a day, week in a day. I'm there, I'm there the week before. I'm going. I'm in, I'm in San Diego the week before. Oh, nice. um, I, oh fantastic. Um, we are going to also introduce uh, Joel, but Joel, I think you're going to have to unmute the microphone from your end because for some reason it does seem to have. Um, uh, I can't seem to unmute it from this end. So just so people can kind of like have a quiet intro. However, we do have, like I say, a couple of uh, new people who have joined us. And uh, this is somebody I've been trying to get onto this hangout for some time, and it's a pleasure to finally have us uh, join us. We've got Kyle from the uh, TF Review. Hello there, Kyle. How are you, sir? Oh. <laughs> oh, Kyle is muted. <laughs> it looks like it. Yeah, this is where the computer is now completely... Oh, come on, please. Just It's just technical issues left, right, and center today. Okay, tell you what, let's see if Joel has joined us. Hello there, Joel. Hello, can you hear me? Kyle, I'm coming back to you. Try and unmute your phone uh, or <laughs> uh, unmute your, uh, the details. I'm not entirely sure how on earth it's done that, but uh, we will give that a go and we'll uh, try that again. But okay, like I say, we do have some uh, people who have joined us for the first time. Uh, on Hangout. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. Joel Meadows. Now, Hello. Joel is somebody who I've spoken to uh, primarily on um, on Twitter and also in regards to various UK cons and UK uh, comics news because if there's one thing the guy knows, it's his comics. Do you want to tell us about yourself and about your background and uh, 
why we've invited you onto the uh, Hangout today. Well, I've been doing uh, Tripwire for Scarily for 22 years now, and as well as being editor-in-chief of Tripwire, I've also written for Comic Heroes, SFX, uh, Time Magazine, Variety, Empire, and no other places, so I guess I've done this for a hell of a long time. Um, the reason why I wanted to uh, invite you on is uh, certainly for comic news, and uh, I do know that you've uh, done your best to uh, to get uh, some uh, news, especially about some things that are happening at Comic Con. So do th- uh, thank you very much indeed for that. Um, right. Uh, so yes, the one person that you may notice is missing from our roster is somebody that we did kind of like put as the headline guest for this particular hangout, which is Ryan Penegos from Marvel. Now, the downside to uh, the internet, of course, is that every once in a while, someone will uh, have other things happen or just not answer his invite. Now, I've tried to contact um, Ryan on the uh, internet, on um, social media, and on uh, email in the preparation and the the run-up for the, the hangout, and he hasn't gone back to us yet. Now, this may be a case of um, he's a big sports fan, he likes his wrestling, he likes his football, and he may be interested in the tennis. Here in the UK, it's Wimbledon week, so it's very possible that he may be watching the men's final and then sort of like going, oh, yes, I had that hangout thing I was going to say I was going to do. So who knows? He may join us very soon indeed. Um, Let's try again and see if we've got any sound from Kyle. No, we've got no <laughs> sounds. We've got no sound. Tell you what, what we'll do is um, that the invite will still stand. Um, I think he can hear me. Can you hear me, Kyle? Yeah, he can hear me. What I'm going to do is leave leave the hangout, hang up, and join the hangout again, and we'll go from there. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll try that, and we'll uh, try and get – because the, the one thing about that Kyle really is absolutely an expert on is he knows his exclusives and he knows his collectibles. He actually goes to uh, Comic-Con with um, uh, a member of the SDCC unofficial blog and is one of the roommates, and apparently it's Kerry Dixon who he roommates with, and apparently he um, often comes back. Kerry's doing all the panel coverage and all the bits and pieces with the television and comes back to the room to find on the bed and on in the room and in the corner, just pi- pi- piles and piles of exclusives that um, he's laughing. He, look, there you go. He's, he's laughing away. He t- completely agrees. Um, so, yeah, Kyle, if you want to hang up and leave the hangout and then rejoin, if you can, I think he's going to try and work out how that how to do that. There you go. So hopefully we'll get uh, Kyle back and we will try again. However, we are going to go over to Alyssa. So this could be a really short Hangouts, um, <laughs> but we will go to Alyssa first with the news in terms of what's been talked about on the forum uh, over the last um, seven days. Um, like I said earlier, the we're getting a lot of people who are in rush uh, to to get prepped and and ready and packed for con. Most people I find have been doing some packing beforehand. You know, they got I got the huge pile on my dining room table of uh, stuff to bring, uh, lanyards, business cards. I've pulled some comics that are I want to get signed. Um, we're also talking a lot about meetups. And most, I assume that a lot of other communities are, are, are doing 
you know, when, when are people going to meet up? The big one, we've got two one two big ones that are happening. Uh, one, a breakfast at the beginning of con, and the second, a dinner at the end of con. Um, we're not really doing a big alcohol thing. That's, that's kind of not what our focus is, but a lot of other people are. Uh, the neat thing has been the, that C, uh, CCI has reintroduced the puzzles for badges, which have uh, flummoxed a lot of people, <laughs> myself included. <laughs> um, but one of our global mods, um, Khan, did actually win it a few weeks, uh, a week or so ago. Which we're, so we're all like hugely proud of him. Oh, fantastic! Uh, yeah, I forget which one he won. Um, and a few people were, were on the hunt for the, the one that had the, the tick-off thing. Um, sure. Then we're start, kind of getting a few people that are doing the last-minute housing rush. They're, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, <laughs> I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't have a hotel room. I need one for four rooms. Or like the guy on uh, one of the, the uh, comic book sites who said that he got scammed. Um, yes. I read that. Right. And he's but, a Brit as well. It's, okay. it's, it's, I'm trying to remember the, I think it was Bleeding Cool. Yeah, I yeah. read this. So, do you know the story about this? Um, I think what happened was he was, he saw an advertisement on Craigslist, responded to it, the, uh, the, the person who had posted it on Craigslist had stolen all of the information from a legitimate rental. Yeah. So the, guy, the guy from Bleeding Cool contacted the the fake the fake guy and um, wired him money. Apparently, um, I'll put a link up in the comment section so people. Cool. To, Leading cool article so people can read it. It's just a cautionary tale of use use legitimate sources. Don't go through Craigslist. Don't buy badges from strangers on street that's, corners. I, I mean, you know? that's the other thing as well that's been doing the rounds as well this week is um, people that have been scammed by badges as well and uh, asking if um, well maybe if. We, if we can just, there's these badges that have been advertised. Is there any chance? Is there any opportunity? And it's just not worth it. It's yeah. just not worth it at all. Yeah. It's just really, really tough. Ah, uh, well, yeah, absolutely. It's just awkward. Um, so we've got one or two news items which we are going to cover. Um, so we will come back to those. Um, so do bear with us. Okay. So that's the kind of chatter that's going on. I think at the moment when it comes to uh, Comic Con, with this little amount of time to go, it's certainly a case of um, we're waiting on the on the schedules now. It really is just kind of trying to piece through the the, the small clues of information about what's actually going on in terms of the uh, the panels. So we will come back to that. Um, so we'll try again because apparently we do have sound and he has rejoined us. Say hello, oh, yeah. Paul. Yes. Hello. Woo! Get in there. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. Uh, right. I gave a, a quick introduction to you there, because um, like I say, you do go with uh, Kerry from the unofficial yeah. pod. How many times have you been to Uh This is going to be my third year. 
uh, actually going, but I've been getting exclusives for a couple years now uh, that well past that, um, you know, through friends or having people go. Uh, and, yeah, I've been staying with Carrie for about two years, and she's she's awesome. Uh, it's, uh, the one thing I like about Kerry is um, she is as enthusiastic as the rest of us, but she really knows how to uh, analyze and look at uh, Comic-Con. So it's um, it's interesting to have the the idea of the pair of you because she's very much into her television in and her uh, in her uh, t- uh, films and her pop culture, and then you've got the exclusive. So you kind of like I can imagine the the hotel room is very interesting at the end of the day when you've got that kind of. The two oh, yeah. It's very, very cool. Lots of, uh, of uh, late-night conversations and all sorts of just geek talk going on. Excellent. Right, so like I say, we were hopefully going to be joined by um, Ryan Penegross, and we have tried to be in contact with him again. You never know, he may just join us at some point throughout the course of this uh, conversation. I hope he does, I really do. However, let's do cover um, one or two uh, bits and pieces when it comes to um, I'm just trying to uh, get my uh, second screen up because uh, tell you what, we'll go we'll go with Joel first because um, the one thing that has been really um, exciting about uh, Con this year is the amount of uh, comics uh, news that's coming through and um, there have been one or two uh, uh, things that I've certainly noticed, and hopefully Joel's going to cover those now. What has been happening in terms of certainly the writers, creators, and artists that are showing at Con this year? Well, I guess one of the most interesting projects is the uh, it's the um, charity project to raise money for Stan Sakai's wife, which has got an amazing lineup of artists. You've got everyone from Bill Sinkevich to Art Adams, Jeff Darrow, Jay Scott Campbell uh, submitting some glorious art to raise money for or Stan's uh, long-term um, ill wife, um, Sharon. So that's a really exciting project. Dark Horse are publishing that as a 160-page uh, coffee table book um, tying in with the con. So it's great to see people get behind a worthwhile project like that. Yeah. He's, I've heard that he's going to have it. Um, he's going to be selling it at con. Uh, I follow Stan on Facebook. And he oh, said that's that... Right. And also you've got 30 years of the character. So it's perfect. <laughs> timing so I think a project like this really will get a lot of well-deserved attention because over the years you've had you know a lot of other stuff which takes the auction away if you like from things like this but this is a wonderful project which I hope everyone will get behind and hopefully it'll do great guns and it looks like a beautiful project and it's, a, it's a great cause and you know it's great to see people get behind something like this. Sure. Uh, I, it's, it, I really did enjoy the, if no one has read it yet, uh, the interview with uh, Stan on the CGI website, it's just an it could be the amount of history that he's um, invested in this character. Um, obviously, was there any highlights to that interview that you spotted, uh, Joel? Well, I guess it, was, it just seemed like he was obviously amazingly flattered that all these people would get behind something like this. I mean, you know, he started work obviously he used to work on on Gru, and he's had God decades in the industry, and I guess he's, you know, he's obviously a very modest man, and I guess he's surprised at the level of support that he's received for, you know, which is obviously what is obviously a very personal matter, but, you know, it's great that, you know, when, when it comes down to it, you know, sometimes people are happy to, to chip in and help out. So I think he was just really surprised because I think he's, as I say, he's quite a modest man. So mm. that's kind of what I got from the interview. Yeah. 
it, well, it, it is a great interview, and it's something that I would, really would recommend uh, checking out um, on the Toucan blog of the Comic Con International. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, because I haven't tried, I haven't quite nailed down when he's actually or where he's actually appearing. Um, I'm not quite sure, actually. I think I'd have to do a bit more of a hunt on the website, but I'm assuming he'll obviously he'll be set up in the in the thick of things. He usually has a table um, down on one end of the con uh, floor, so and he's usually at his table when he's not having a panel. I think he, I mean, in the past he's only had one or two panels um, and done signings at at the the Dark Horse booth, but um, he's usually at his table. Yeah. I, most of the time, and I know that he's selling, um, he's got copies of his latest trade paperback, that one, and I believe there's a sketchbook that he's got, and uh, usually his family also helps out at the booth, so his son uh, was there last year with him, so, and they'll know the schedule. I'm sure he'll be on, he's on the list. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, 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 is for what, I had the opportunity to go to his panel last year, and um, due to um, a, an overrun of a panel before, uh, I wasn't able to get to it. It's just one guy. I mean, it's really handy that it's kind of come to a 30, um, 30, 30 years of Yeji Inbo, and I really wouldn't mind checking out the panel this year because his artwork is so distinctive, and he is just a fantastic... Uh, certainly, he seems like a, an interesting character as well from the interview. We are yeah. going to put the link to the interview on the uh, comments below. I would check it out because um, he's certainly one of those landmark artists, absolutely. Anything else that's um, caught your eye, Joel? Uh, I guess the only... Kind of, like, well, there was... Of course, there's the Alex Ross Arntov book, which is being published by Marvel, which is it's interesting that, obviously, Ross got his start at DC, but these are very iconic Marvel images, and so they're doing it as a 48-page book and also going to be issuing prints, I believe. And Ross is still, you know, a bit of a draw, if you'll pardon the pun, after all these years. You know, people still interested in, in seeing... So I guess they, they look pretty dramatic, and I'm sure he always has a huge crowd whatever show he turns up at. So, you know, that does, that does like an interesting project. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm interested in looking at that book because um, I am a big Alex Ross fan. So yeah. I, I'm very much interested in, in seeing what that uh, ends up looking like because it, there's, a, there's two books, actually, two coffee table books, which I want to check out. There's um, um, Jeff Boucher's um, anniversary book, or the uh, is, he's doing a Tashen uh, yeah. Coffee book, which are usually coffee, yeah. ta coffee table kind of publications themselves, um, and he's doing one on, uh, I believe, uh, DC Comics. It's, it's one of the, it's either DC or Marvel. It's one of the yeah. two. And I'm really, uh, yeah. So that I won't mind checking out. But yeah, this Alex Ross is um, very much uh, yeah. something that's uh, caught my eye as well. And I mean, the other, um, the other thing I was oh, thinking of was it wasn't comics, but it is comic related. It's obviously with. Um, you know, with all of the, the TV shows kicking off in the autumn, you've got Constantine and you've got Flash, um, and then you've obviously got the return of Arrow. Um, it's just going to be ridiculous, the amount of, of, I mean, obviously it's great, but the amount of comic content on, on television, either, you know, US Network or Satellite, it's, and obviously you've got Walking Dead coming back, you've got the Walking Dead spin-off. So I know obviously this is, a, this is a show about comics, but, you know, these are, without the comics, these shows would not exist. And, you know, Constantine, I have seen, a special preview, shall we say, and it's, oh, okay. it's quite faithful. It's actually quite faithful to the comics, so it's going to be interesting. You cannot, you cannot just say that 
without giving us a mini review then. Okay. Well, if you what, want have to give... you seen, okay. what have you seen and what can you tell us? Come on. Okay, well, I've, I've seen the pilot um, and okay. I have to say that they've, uh, they've, they've, they've cast it quite cannily. Matt Ryan is a good choice. He's not English, he's Welsh, but he's not American. He looks the part. There's a scene where you see him with the trench coats and the suit and the tie and it, it's, it's almost like they've managed to capture it you know, straight from the page. And there, there are some nice moments. You know, there are, some, there are a few nice one-liners. Uh, Ryan's a good choice. Dialogue starts off being a little bit creaky, but it picks up. And by the end of it, you're thinking, actually, you know, they've got a handle. I mean, the two people running the show, is, one of them is David Goya, obviously. He's got a huge, you know, career making comic films. And the other one is Mark Verheden, who's, God, he's got 25 years writing comics and TV. He worked on Heroes, worked on Pastor Galactica. So I think they've got a much better sense of who the character is. And they seem to have a good handle on Constantine. So I'm interested to see. They've even got him having a pint at the end. (laughs) So, you know, I think it it bodes well, I think. Okay. I mean, the the big news that's kind of done the rounds uh, this week has been the fact that John Constantine doesn't smoke. Yes. Is that an issue? Because I think think that's integral to the character. The weird thing is they've given him his lighter. And and why do you walk around this? You're a complete... Twat, basically. Why do you walk around with a lighter if you if you don't smoke? Unless it's going to be some way of him picking up women or something in the I don't know. It's, but it seems a bit silly, you know. It's it's crazy. It is an integral part, you know. The, there's a story where he got lung cancer. I mean, blimey, this is it's a major part of who he is. But you know, may, maybe they'll revisit that. Maybe they will rethink later on in the series. Sure. Excellent. Well, I mean, I'm I'm interested in seeing that, and uh, that you've certainly whet my appetite, and uh, yeah. I, I'm I'm very interested in that show. Cool. Um, anything else that you'd like to cover very quickly, or? Um, um, well, I mean, obviously it's still early days. There'll be lots of there will be other big announcements. And actually, the other thing is, I noticed they just leaked Kevin Smith unofficially leaked a DC slate of uh, comic movies for the last the next three or four years. You know, unofficially, he's talked about and ten or eleven. I mean, let's see how true it is. But I think they cool. will have to compete with Marvel. So they're talking about things like a Flash Green Lantern film and. And obviously, uh, you know, after the Batman, Superman. So, so we'll see. I mean, they will have to kind of pull their finger out of it, I suppose. But I'm assuming they'll announce something. Well, <laughs> I don't know if anyone else has seen this as well. I mean, I'm certain there maybe have been uh, some chatter about this on the forum as well, Alyssa. Um, in regards to, um, there's the rumor going around that Kevin Smith was actually hired to write a full Batman versus Superman script which would then be leaked as a diversionary tactic right. to, the act, to the actual script for Batman versus <laughs> Superman. And I could, it, when, if, if you hear word that Kevin Smith is also doing a television series as a sideline of... But this is, it's all smoke and mirrors. Mr. I, I, I love it. I love I love all this. I, I love because there's something we're going to be talking about in a bit, which is regarding Marvel. Because um, yes. obviously we're going to have uh, Ryan join uh, uh, Ryan join us from uh, Marvel, and hopefully we're going to try and get some tidbits out of him. But it's all like I say, it's all it's all smoke and mirrors at the moment. So yeah, thank you very much indeed for, for that, uh, Joel. Which brings us on to somebody who's kind of like sat there and thought, okay, when's he going to talk to me now? We're talking to you because we've got ourselves some pictures as well and we want to talk about some uh, exclusive news that's uh, kicked in this week. All right. Yeah, there was 
Oh, well, uh, Comic-Con released the official the official list of exclusives on their website um, this week, and it's got the whole list and tells you the booth and gives you a nice little description, a picture. And a couple of them specifically caught my eye. Uh, oh, a lot of them. Um, and my wallet is hurting right now. <laughs> um, um, well, well, well. Well, let's have a look at the ones that we've uh, got you've picked out for us because um, on the screen right now we have got um, the Black Ranger. Now, who's who's this from? And um, tell us a bit more about it. Uh, well, this is from uh, Blue Friend Kamashi Nations. This is going to be at their booth, and it's basically based on a character, the Armored Black Ranger, which appeared in one episode of Power Rangers for about two minutes. So this is something that, like, no one thought would ever see a release. So a lot of Power Rangers fans, completionist Power Rangers fans, are really, really going to want to pick this up because it's so, like, specialized. No one even thought it was going to exist, and it's going to retail uh, for $44.99, and it's part of the SH Figure Arts uh, action figure line, which is kind of one of the higher-end, six-inch scale uh, action figure lines. And I think it's going to be awesome. <laughs> it is a very nice looking. Uh, it's it's very articulate. It's, it's that's that's very, what it's uh, specifically known for is their articulation. You can get them to do pretty much whatever you want. I mean, you can have them like sit on the toilet and read a newspaper if you wanted to, and they'll look great doing it. Okay, well, there's a mental image I didn't really need for a Black Ranger, but okay. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. So, like I say, we've got a couple of the um, the images that you've uh, wanted us to uh, pick up. Um, actually, very quickly, we have got somebody who is going to be disappearing because, like I say, we've got um, uh, Wimbledon happening at the moment, and I do know that Joel is wanting to go off and watch the very final um, <laughs> section of that. So, we'd like to say thank you very much indeed for joining us, Joel. My pleasure. Thanks very much. Not a problem at all. Take care. Speak. To you. I will hopefully speak to you uh, soon in uh, San Diego. Definitely. Take care. Take care. Right, okay, so let's move on to um, the next uh, uh, item that we've got on the... Uh, ah, now, these are all the, the, the plushies. So uh, let me just see if I've uh, got that uh, coming up on screen. Ah, there we go. Now, what is that? Uh, I can't see it. Let me see. It, oh, all right. That's uh, one of the... Let me see. Ah. <laughs> I just have a little preview because it's, I'm on my phone. Let's see just how you're <laughs> I'm just trying to uh, pull up the uh, the description so it's a, a little bit clearer for you, but I've actually got it minimised onto another screen, so bear with me. Um, it's a blue, kind of like butterfly kind of um, thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it is, one of the Blizzard exclusives. It's one of the Blizzard exclusives. Yeah. You are talking about the Mother Fairy. Dragon Flush? Yeah. Yeah, it's one of the many Blizzard exclusives that was announced this week. Blizzard sort of did a really big reveal that got a lot of the fans really excited. And I picked a couple other pictures talking about the Blizzard... Uh, reveal, and they're really focusing on kind of cute, cutified versions, I guess. I don't know if that's a word of uh, their characters. People are loving it based on what I've been hearing. 
But yeah, yeah, that is the uh, Nether Fairy Dragon Flush. It retails for about $35. And uh, yeah, you can find it at the Blizzard booth. Because we've got that. We've got um, yeah, another one of the, the plushies there. Um, I'm trying to work out what uh, some... This okay. is just... Yeah, I'm just trying to get it so it's on screen so everyone can see it. Um, do bear with me. Yeah, that's the Kerrigan final. A big pun? Uh, that's the Kerrigan pop vinyl. That is, uh, you know, one of the many pop vinyl figures that exist. Uh, Kerrigan's a character from StarCraft II. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are happy that she finally has her own little uh, pop vinyl figure. And now they're hoping that this is going to spawn into, like, a full StarCraft Blizzard pop vinyl line. Uh, because, you know, Blizzard fans are diehard. They are diehard fans. And that would be awesome if they did a full pop vinyl line. Starcraft and World of Warcraft and all sorts of fun stuff. Cool. And that's going to be fifteen dollars at the Blizzard booth. Okay. Um, if you can see that as well. Yeah, that that's very... the uh, that's the cloaking Zeratul. Um, it's sort of like a super deformed character. Uh, I believe he's from Starcraft too, as well. Yeah. yeah. And um, and he retails for $18. He's just, again, another cutified version of a what is normally a very menacing-looking character. <laughs> and uh, yeah, if you want something very scary but kind of cute, yeah, you should definitely pick that one up. Cool. It's, it's actual description. It's cute but deadly. <laughs> that's That's one of the ones my son's getting. Yeah. <laughs> He's already... He's making his list, and that that one and the other, uh, the pop vinyl Kerrigan, um, mm-hmm. is yeah. is definitely on his list. The Hasbro, yeah. the um, okay. the Hasbro list with the the Creo minifigs. That's oh my yeah, the class of '84. Yeah, that's gonna be a great set. I know, I know a lot of people that want to buy a whole bunch of them. Um, how many are you? Have you seen the uh, the ha- have you seen any more announcements from Hasbro and what are you interested in? I have reason to believe that Hasbro is going to make another one final announcement because last year they did the uh, what is it the the Magic the Gathering set mm-hmm. that was just this massive hit that they weren't expecting. And it seemed like everyone that was making a purchase was getting multiple of these things because they're just so hard to come by now, especially limited edition cards like that. I have reason to believe that they're going to do something similar this year. And they also haven't announced a G.I. Joe exclusive, and that's something they also do every year. So I believe that there's going to be a G.I. Joe exclusive. Because it's something I didn't notice. Aren't, aren't they done with the the um, the crossover GI Joe Transformer crossover pieces? Was that a yeah, limit? Okay. Last year was um, was the Jetfire crossover, and they said that that was going to be their last one. It was just going to be a trilogy. Um, so yeah, I, we have no. They shouldn't be doing one this year. It should just be more of a pure GI Joe exclusive. Okay. Mm-hmm. What am I looking for the most from specifically Hasbro or from from any of the booths? Oh, <laughs> what excites you? 
excites me. Oh gosh, the entire exhibit hall excites me. <laughs> I'm like a kid. <laughs> um, I'm really looking forward to. I know, I know, this set got a lot of flack, but it's the uh, called the Rock of Unicron set, the Transformer set, where all of the characters look like rock stars from the eighties. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I a lot of people are like, I don't, I love this, but I hate it, but. I personally love it because of its novelty value, not so much because it's something I want to, you know, be a, a hardcore Transformers, you know, nitpick at everything. I just, the novelty value to me is, is worth the, the somewhat inflated price. It's, so that's what I'm really... I, I quite like the look at... Uh, we, we talked about this about three weeks ago when it came when it actually got announced, and I still maintain that it's one of the most... It's right up there with Guardians of the Galaxy for me is one of the most bizarre things at Comic-Con this year, purely because you've got um, this box set, this rock of... this um, Transformers uh, rock, 80s hair metal kind of um, arrangement. <laughs> When it's also got um, a piece of vinyl in there, apparently, and there's we're now living in a generation which doesn't even know what vinyl is, and right. it kind of like it's very very surreal. Um, something that I noticed, and I, I have been slightly tied up with other um, stories this week, um, that on the Comic Con uh, announcement and on the exclusive list, Hasbro was missing. Is that yeah. been? Is that been? Uh, typically on the lists, they never include Mattel or Hasbro on that official list. It's been like that for a couple of years now. Yeah. And I think it's done because, I mean, it doesn't really need introduction. Sort of everyone that's a Hasbro fan or a Mattel fan already knows about the exclusives. They market it like crazy. Um, so I think they use this website, their official list, to sort of help promote these smaller vendors and sort of deflect attention away from the big Hasbro and Mattel booths. And, and Funko isn't, I mean, Funko isn't even listed on there, too. So it's Hasbro, Mattel, and Funko. And, you know, all of the, with all of the pop vinyls, what they're, what they're getting, the attention that they're getting, it, it doesn't seem necessary to put exactly. it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, there is one other um, exclusive that uh, was pointed that he pointed out to me that you wanted to talk about. So let's very quickly bring that up on screen. <laughs> is that is that what you're on about the GI Joe? Yeah, that's actually a um, a Toys R Us exclusive, not exactly a Hasbro exclusive. Um, it, it is made by Hasbro, but that's going to be at the uh, Entertainment Earth booth, um, and that is the uh, GI Joe Danger at the Docks Urban Assault Vehicle Two Pack. That was rumored to be the Hasbro exclusive this year for G.I. Joe, uh, but obviously it ended up being uh, the Toys R Us exclusive, which kind of caught people off guard. Well, um, maybe you can explain this to me, because I, I, I don't know. The reason why I wanted you to join us today is because I don't particularly know my exclusives. Uh, it's not something that I cover. It's not something that I do. Um, I, I, I don't get into that whole melee of the exclusives. So... <laughs> If you could explain why is this a Toys R Us exclusive, and does that mean it is actually a true Comic-Con exclusive? Well, no, not particularly. It's 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 something that you can get early. In fact, all of their exclusives are more or less early releases, um, right. because it does say on the Toys R Us website, uh, check back on July 24th to shop for these collectibles, but... 
you do can get them earlier, but many of these, if not all of them, will be available for a mass release, even though some of them are limited runs. Yeah. So shall we get into exclusives, things that are sold at Comic-Con as exclusives without them being exclusives at Con? Can, mm-hmm. can I mean, I I was talking about it last week, and it's so deceptive. And I would would love to have some sort of a, a, you know, if it says it's light, then it needs to be low calorie, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Kind of, uh, (laughs) you know, can we we get a law passed, please? Yeah, exclusive. Exclusive. Yeah. Exclusive means needs to mean exclusive. Yeah, you made a point there. Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree. But it, it seems even Mattel and Hasbro they do the same thing. They they sell these soon after con. Um, whatever they have left at their warehouse is just sort of free game basically for everything. I don't mind them selling selling what they have left after con if they didn't do their full run. Uh, of it, yeah. so, uh, that's that's fine. But it's when it's like the the Entertainment Earth, this uh, GI Joe thing, where you know it's going to go into a full production run, just like Starscream did last year. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. uh, masterpiece series, which is fine. You know, but just don't sell it as an exclusive at con. Yeah, you know? yeah they do. They completely market it as an exclusive. I think just to help boost sales, basically. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're still very cool. (laughs) I'm on the fence about that one myself, the, the GI Joe one, but yeah, I'll probably get into any transformer thing that happens. (laughs) So do you collect the pop vinyl? What's that? You collect the pop vinyl? No. I, I'm waiting for the completeness to to even want to jump into that river because I would I would probably have pop vinyls all the way up the wall and it's just, oh, that's a huge investment right there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. to... Shall we talk about a guest that we have on the show? Um, we have had um, uh, the Futon Alliance, uh, Chris Sully, join us. He is into his pop vinyl and um, I think you may have to look at one or two of our older episodes to see the the rack of uh, pop vinyl that he has. It's just in, incredible. Um, very quickly, we do, I mean, there are, obviously the ones that we've talked about um, can be a little bit uh, niche. They're very, uh, uh, people who are interested in those particular um, franchises is uh, one thing. However, we have got a couple, which um, a couple of people may be interested in, uh, and that includes... The Black Figure, um, oh, sorry, Black Series, um, Han Solo and Greedo. Do you want to talk about right. that? Um, these figures, um, technically they've both already been released mass retail. This sort of is just uh, combining them into one package. <laughs> so if you wanted to recreate it or do your own sort of, uh, what is it, your own sort of display, you technically can already do it. Yeah. Um, so there's not, it's not really something that's, that's no. a must-have in my opinion because you could literally get it right now. Yeah. Uh, because both Solo and Greedo have already been uh, released, and I go to the Target, you know, 
in my house and picking up. It's back to what we were saying before about um, what is an excuse right. and what's not. I mean, then again, you've also got um, this one, which is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Which... Well, I think these are a little bit different. I think when I do go to con, I'm definitely going to pick these up because these are um, based on the, the newer, not newer, but the early 90s Jim Henson sort of designed uh, Turtles. And uh, last time there was a classic Ninja Turtle set or figures released, they were very, very hard to find, especially all four of them together. So, I mean, even then, you now have the opportunity to get all four of them. I'm going to totally pick those up at con. (laughs) Is there anything that you find that, um, if somebody's getting into exclusives, is there some, where would you say that is a good place to start? I mean, is there, I know that, um, do, I mean, do you get into exclusives for resale and kind of like as an investment, as a kind of, okay, I'm going to buy it at this price and sell it at <laughs> X amount price? Or do you are, you, are you in it for the collecting? I'm mostly in it for the collecting. Uh, I know people that buy, you know, My Little Pony and I know the, the, Monster High dolls have a lot of high resale, uh, but I, I mean, I don't see the point. It's just money being spent that you don't even know you're gonna sell because a lot of times exclusives they don't really gain any value and they just kind of stay at the same level. So I, I think it's just a lot of wasted effort when you can enjoy these toys or figures or posters or whatever it is, and you know, you know, it, it's one less burden, I guess you can say. Fair enough. So I. I like to enjoy them. Okay. So if you... Oh, go on. With with that question, in the comic book realm, a lot of people say, have said for years, collect what you like. That way, Mm -hmm. if it decreases in value, you're still going to be happy with it. Like this this guy up here, this, um, you know, the, the comic the comic pages that I collect, I like it for the artwork. And I think that that goes with, with the toys too. And if, if you really enjoy looking at it, it's going to be worth the $30 that you spend on it 10 years down the road, regardless of the resale cost. Sure. And I think that that's a, the basic tenant that you have to go with, with any of this stuff. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, is, is there somewhere that you think that someone should start when it comes to exclusives? I mean, should you start small or should you look at the, the bigger headliners that are doing the rounds? Uh, well, if they're, if they're comfortable sort of standing in line for hours on end, then, you know, they can definitely just jump right in with all the big guys. It's kind of what I did. Uh, literally, my first day at con, I was waking up at 5 a.m., getting in the Hasbro line, and... Luckily, I was successful. Um, but if, if they're kind of intimidated by the whole notion of waiting in line for hours on end, it's definitely advisable to, you know, just kind of walk around the exhibit hall if they're going to con or maybe even order exclusives online if they can't grab them because there's that opportunity as well. Um, and, yeah, I, I think it's best if you're not sure if you want to be in this exclusives just to, Take it very slow. You know, if there's something that you really like, go for it. And if you can't get it the first time, there's always the next day you can try. Um, but it's it's a trial and error, really. Mm. It's just something. Oh, go on. 
just pick one or two items. You yeah. know that I that's that's the thing that you really really want. <laughs> I've just got this fear because the one type of exclusive that I really like the look of is the pop funko and like Kyle says that's just a rabbit hole of living on the streets as your house is taken away from you as you can't afford payments on stuff because there's just so it is just a a, a, a rabbit warren of um, collecting. Although, like I have said in a previous hangout, there is the one. Um, thankfully, I, I suspect it's not going to be as popular as the other Pop Funkos or the other Funko exclusives. But I want that Dave Stevens Rocketeer. So that's that's my that's going to be. I think that's going to be my slow introduction into exclusives. So brilliant. Thank you very much indeed uh, for uh, joining us, um, Kyle. It, by, if you, by all means, if you want to stick around, uh, sure. we are going to uh, carry on uh, talking. Uh, now, I have actually had a message from Ryan Penegos saying, sorry, nothing popped up. I'm so sorry. I'm going to very quickly open <laughs> up. I'm going to try and see if um, we yeah, can Ryan. get him on. I know, I know, I know. Um <laughs> <laughs> and this is where I'm going to try and talk and tweet at the same time, so do bear with me. Um, right. What we would like, however, is people to do uh, join in with the conversation by all means. Um, of course, the hashtag is CubOTSDCC. Um, it's at the bottom of my lower third there. By all means, uh, we are keeping an eye on that hashtag. Do ask any questions. If there's anything as well that you want to talk about, we're going to... Um, I didn't want to... Um, I've been doing in previous Hangouts where I've been kind of double back, uh, do uh, going back in time in the conversation and going through everyone's Q&As and kind of tripping over ourselves. We're going to do all the Q&As in one go in a second. Um, in fact, I think what I might do is um, very quickly throw one out and have um, Alyssa kind of jump in, jump in on it because um, I want to try and get uh, Ryan on <laughs> with this. Right, okay. I think the big news this week, and it has been uh, picked up, uh, well, very quickly as well, the um, comment from Brian McNiff about the Constantine uh, comment that um, uh, Joel mentioned. In terms of what I, uh, he's saying, uh, uh, what, from what I've read, the only reason Constantine doesn't smoke is because the networks won't allow it. So it's unlikely it will ever change. Maybe they'll say he quit. I, it's part of the character. I don't understand how that's going to work, frankly. But thank you very much indeed for your uh, comment, um, uh, Brian. Uh, it's much Brian, appreciated. By Brian, Brian is right. There, there is a, uh, in the states. There's something, and I don't know if it's a law or some sort of like the comic code used to be um, against the smoking on television. But you never see anybody smoking on television. It's to it's just the way it is. So, I mean, very, very few. You, you, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, you know yeah. that it, it's just you don't see it anymore. So it, it's he may be he may they may play it off like he quit and that's why he's playing with a lighter and that's as a, a former smoker. Um, I quit about 15 or 20 years ago. Y you do all of these little, you know, I'm always playing. I got like a ton of things that I'm playing with my hands even to this day because I'm so programmed to have um, something to, to be fiddling with. Sure. 
it's, it's, a, it's a tough one, is that, because I, I just see it as part of the character, as part of that irascibility of it. Okay, um, we have had co- uh, contact from Ryan Pinagross. Apparently, um, what he actually is doing is what most people do on a Sunday. He's actually East Coast, so at this point, it would be around have to half well coming up to half past two, no, half past 120. one, one twenty on the west coast, and apparently he's on the sofa and has blanked out. He's just kind of like zoned out. He's just he's had a, he's had a day. He's had, I, I can imagine at this point Marvel is at full tilt preparing for Comic Con, um, so he, he's kind of just blanked out a little bit and um, unable to join us. At which point I turned around and said, "Well, we are live if you'd like to join us." Um, however. Um, it looks like he's going to be doing some laundry with his wife. So if we keep... <laughs> no, if, we have burning questions to ask him. We have. If we... <laughs> tell you what, I'm going to message him right now. We will try and keep talking for 20 minutes. If you can join us in 20 minutes' time. Uh, <laughs> oh, my word. Because I know that we've got a, a whole bunch of people, and people have been t- tweeting me throughout this saying... Where's Ryan? What's going on? Um, so, yeah. Okay, let's go to our next story. And it is um, Marvel-related. Now, I was desperately hoping that Ryan was going to be online with us to talk about this. Because this is a um, something that dropped um, last night uh, here in the UK. So it would be rather late uh, evening, early morning for uh, if you're watching uh, from the US. And this was from a Facebook post that director James Gunn put up um, regarding Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, he's already confirmed that throughout the course of um, the week of Comic-Con, he's going to be in Singapore doing promo duties. You've got the LA premiere that happens on the Monday of the week of Comic-Con. You've got the uh, London premiere that happens uh, on the Sunday of Comic-Con. Dave Bautista's already turned around and said he's doing promo stuff. Um, Karen Gillan has already turned around and said she's doing promo stuff. And now... James Gunn has turned around and said there will be no screening of Guardians of the Galaxy of Comic-Con. And, rather conveniently, <laughs> Brian Penagross has joined us. Hello. Hey, sorry about that. I, it's holiday weekend. I've lost track of my life. <laughs> well, it's like I was saying, well, I think we got, you're on your phone, obviously. I think we're going to kind of lose picture left, right and centre on this one. Um, are you still there? Yeah, there yep. you are. Okay, we won't. I, I know that you've kind of got some things to do today, then, uh, so we won't, we won't keep you too long. But we do have a number of questions. Yeah, we're talking about um, Guardians of the Galaxy and James' yes. announcement that he won't be at Comic Con this year. So it kind of makes the question then about the uh, what presence Guardians of the Galaxy is going to have at Comic Con beyond the uh, the banners, as it were. Well, I mean, if you look at the way we generally do things, uh, the movie that's... We, we haven't been in this position really too often, but the movie that's about to come out, it, it doesn't... It, it's not the same for us as, like, you know, the big stuff you guys might want to see that's coming up in the next year or so. Everybody's hyped about Guardians. It'll be out in six days from Comic-Con. So us bringing a lot of stuff for Guardians... It doesn't really make sense. Also, James is super duper busy trying to get everything done, and we have the premiere that's happening right around then. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff <laughs> going on. So, 
I wouldn't worry too much about the Guardians of it all. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll bring a lot of other fun stuff to Comic-Con. Don't worry about that. Oh, it's okay. Um, I came in. Um, a lot of people seem to think that um, companies like Marvel and uh, DC the 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 down on a pinboard somewhere six months ago. Just how close to the wire does it get when it comes to preparing for Comic-Con? I mean, it really depends, because, you know, you, you think of a company as one... Hello? You guys think of a, yes. a company as just one entity, but where, you know, Marvel is Marvel Television, Marvel Studios, Marvel Publishing... Uh, all our licensed uh, consumer products, uh, video games. So there's all different entities within that come together to that you really like have different goals and different time frames and different things that they're trying to do. So some of it comes down really close to the wire. Some of it, I mean, I know a lot of the plans were fortified a long time ago. It's really like it depends on what part of the business you're talking about. But uh, for like for myself, I'm hosting live video, uh, a live video show every day at Comic Con, and that that comes down to the wire, just in terms of scheduling. And okay, this guest just confirmed Tuesday, and we start the show Thursday at 10 a.m. So we're figuring all that stuff out, and that's just the nature of of live programming, as you guys can attest to, since I am like an hour late to this call. <laughs> Hello. You're there. I'm so sorry about that. We, uh, <laughs> we have no idea what happened there. Oh man. Sorry about that. Please tell me you carried on talking and people heard you. Absolutely. I think so. All right. Listen. Listen. Okay, we've got. I do have a question from. Kyle, we've got Kyle. Sat there, digging like a lunatic. He's, oh man. Okay, we're back. I think. Alyssa, we're back. you had so, a question. Tell you what, I'm going to assume. I'm going to assume that. If if I could go ahead and ask ask a question, Leonard, um, from the forum, I was wondering if there's any thoughts about the New York Comic Con and Marvel's presence at at New York. Um, I mean, yeah, you know, we it's home for us for a, a good chunk of Marvel. Like, this is I live in New York. Um, home base is New York for us. So we've been at, I think, every New York Comic Con in one way, shape, or form. And what we do, we actually have a much better setup for myself at New York because we have a skybox. We have our own booth where we get to... We have our own private bathroom. It's air conditioned. It's it's quiet, and we do our live show from there. So a guest can come up and hang out and sit down and take a breather, and then come on our, our show and do our thing. So that we'll, we'll be there. We'll be doing that unless something crazy happens, and I don't anticipate that because Reed is really great. Uh, we've been working with them pretty hardcore. As far as programming, that stuff is you know it's all dependent upon what we're trying to do at any given time. I know we'll have tons of publishing stuff, but, you know, people want... A lot of people are like, I can't wait for the Age of Ultron panel. I'm like, 
we haven't right. said we're doing an Age of Ultron panel. Yeah. We haven't said we're doing anything. So I don't want to put any false, uh, you know, like expectations for anyone who who goes. But we'll we'll be there. We've, we're going to have a great booth. We're going to have lots of fun stuff. Like we're looking at the the cool exclusive merchandise that we're doing at these shows well ahead of time. Um, announcements, uh, just big things that we do with our presence. Is great. That's that's good to hear. Is because I'm going to be going to New York Comic Con. I know that since they sold out so quickly, the ticket, the whole. I don't know if you followed the whole ticket sales that they've done. Um, they they're close to selling out. I think they've got Thursday and Sun, uh, maybe Thursday and Sunday tickets left. Ooh, all right. Yeah, they they um they sold them later, much later than they did the previous year. So yeah. Anything about WonderCon? Do you know if you guys are thinking about going to WonderCon next year or what? Uh, yeah, we haven't gone to WonderCon in a couple of years. I mean, the the real the simple dirty truth of it all is it's expensive to do these shows, um, and you know like the thousands and thousands of dollars and the man time and everything that goes into it, uh, sometimes it just doesn't work out. New York and San Diego are sort of like necessary for us to be there. Uh, I'd love for us to do WonderCon just because that means I get to go to Disneyland uh, for free, but uh, it's, it's not always in the cards. Uh, you know, we do, right now we do C2E2 in Chicago, New York Comic Con. We did special edition in New York, which was just a couple weeks ago. And we'll do um, San Diego. Past that, uh, we've sort of pared down what we do for conventions, just because, you know, the people who do who run our convention stuff are also doing five other jobs at Marvel. You know, for me or and the people on my team, we're doing you know five other things, and it just it's it's just tough to to get all right. the scheduling together. Yeah. What is that? Don't you have like if you uh, and I have a. I forget the name of it. You, uh, Marvel has this thing where you buy into their program for, I think, $100 uh, a year, and you get access to a bunch of comics, and you get a special panel. Why, thank you, Alyssa. That's a perfect segue into something I wanted to talk about. Uh, that's Marvel <laughs> Unlimited Plus. It's, so we have a, a digital subscription service for our, our comics li library, our archive. It's um, 15,000 plus comics that, you know, you can read on the computer. We have apps for Android and iOS. And so the base tier, which is something like $69.99 a month, uh, a year, rather, uh, it gets you access to all those comics, and it's great. Uh, I use it for research. Uh, it's, you know, it's necessary for me and pretty much everyone at Marvel. But the plus tier is $30 more per year. You also get a, a special collector's box that comes with the first one we did came with an, uh, an exclusive Ultron figure, which I think someone said they sold on eBay for like 200 bucks. so they already made their money back twice, which was crazy to me. Uh, they came with exclusive comics, uh, an exclusive comic that came in it, um, and then it gives you a bunch of perks. So at the conventions and at San Diego, we're going to have uh, two opportunities for Marvel Unlimited Plus members to see stuff and do stuff that we, we are not offering to anyone else. So at, at the conventions I go to, I host a Marvel Unlimited Plus panel, and I bring you know exclusive artwork for comics that we haven't shown anywhere and we won't show anywhere. I bring uh, stuff from Marvel Television that we haven't shown anywhere. 
And usually I bring something from the movie side. Uh, I've shown Ant-Man footage at three of these panels now, um, and I think we'll, we'll have some really great stuff coming out uh, for the San Diego one, which will be on Sunday of San Diego. Funnily, funny enough, the day after um, what would normally be our big Hall H panel. So if we do something there, I would anticipate Marvel Unlimited Plus members getting a, a chance to see it, even if they didn't make it into Hall H. But who knows if we're going to do any of that stuff. All that said, Plus is, like, the best thing that we can do. We're going to have another event for one of our video games that we're just going to let Plus members come into. It's pretty great. Which I'm kind of begs... Okay. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm jumping very quickly on this then. Sorry, I had a, bit, a couple of technical issues there. I do apologize. Um, but um, seeing as I have had technical issues, and I'm getting a little bit... Um, Tied up, tied up and frustrated with um, things dropping out, in which case I'm just going to be bullish and ask then, because you've just turned around and said um, the possibility of the Saturday panel for Hall H. Is that happening then? Is it happening on Saturday? Who knows? We'll have to wait and find out. I, traditionally, we, we, traditionally, we do it on Saturdays. If we do it, I can't imagine us not doing it on a Saturday. That just seems like the best day, but Right now, I have no information to share with you guys. Sorry. Oh, man. That's as good as it gets as you can. You know what? I think that's as good as it's going to get for me. I think yeah. that's, that's, that's pretty good. Okay. I mean, I, I, like I say, I did drop out a little bit there, and I did, weren't able to cover the, the full conversation. But I did want to talk about, I mean, what what do you do at Con? I mean, because the reason why I want to bring... Can I... Hold on one second. I just got to go tell my wife that I'm standing outside on this call. <laughs> 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 this is gonna be. This is one for the. I'm. I'm watching. I am watching. I'm on a call for uh, about Comic Con. I'll be right outside. <laughs> yeah. I'm the horrible person who leaves her wife, leaves his wife to finish folding. Well, tell you what, we will make it really quick because I know that you. I think you're doing laundry at this point, so we'll. Yeah. Your, your wife is probably hating my guts at this point, so. <laughs> Make this really quick. Yeah. So, I mean, what do you, what what do you do at Com in terms of? Um, I mean, because the reason why I wanted to invite you onto this this hangout and also people that um, uh, exhibit at Con is kind of like that that line between you enjoying yourself at Con and actually kind of doing work, as it were. Yeah. I. You know, I, someone asked me how many years I've been going to Comic Con, and it's. I think I tally it up to nine. This will be my ninth time at Comic Con. And I've never been as a fan. I've always worked. I worked. I went twice with Wizard, two or three times with uh, when I was an editor for Wizard Magazine, and then I went. I've been going with Marvel since uh, 2007. So I don't know what it is to go to Comic Con as a fan. I just know, oh, I'm going there to do work in one way, shape, or form, and it's fun. But you know. It's it is work. It's five straight days of of a lot of work, a lot of scheduling, a lot of wrangling people, talking. I host uh, myself and a couple other folks at Marvel. We host Marvel Live, which we stream on YouTube um, and from Marvel.com. And it's you know every ten minutes we have a new guest from people who make our video games to people who are in our television shows and movies and celebrities. And we've had the cast of Teen Wolf because I don't know why not. And we'll get uh, wrestlers, and pretty much we book up as much time as we can with as many people. We'll record some of our panels, and we'll show some panel footage 
uh, in between all that stuff. So that takes up a good chunk of my time. Additionally, we're also uh, live blogging every single panel that we do to make sure that we can provide up to the minute information. And I'll go to a couple of those. I make sure that being in the position I'm in, I'm able to choose what I want to go to. So I go to like the video game panel. If we have a television panel, I go to that. If we have a movie panel, I go to that. If we have a big publishing panel, I go to that. It's just, it's great, it's fun, um, and it's it's another way that we interact with the fans. So that between all that, that takes up a good chunk of my time. And, you know, I send out crews to go tour our licensee booths, so they'll go do something with Lego, they'll go do something with Hasbro, they'll go do something with Sideshow, um, they'll go do something with the video games, and we'll put that, all that up on our stream, and um, it just gets to be crazy. Well, I mean, that's the, the uh, when we go as fans, I mean, we kind of like have very little sleep in terms of just generally queuing up and doing the lines and think. How much sleep do you guys get? <laughs> uh, I've long since like pushed past my party days. Like, I don't, I don't care for the bar scene and hanging out and getting drunk and gossiping. Uh, it just doesn't, it it doesn't do anything for me. So I tend to go to sleep relatively early. I'll go to like private parties and stuff like that with some friends, but then crash out by like 10 or 11, so I'm fresh and ready to go in the morning uh, and, and get plenty of sleep. I just, I don't have the luxury anymore of being, I have to be on camera so much and I have to talk so much that I can't <laughs> waste myself away by not sleeping and, and partying all night. Does the wife go? Uh, she hasn't been yet. She's teaching uh, a class this summer, so she can't go this time. I was trying, but not this year. So this is why uh, right now inside the building she's going, okay, you're talking Comic-Con stuff now. This is a su- this is a Sunday. This is supposed to be our day. What the hell? Oh, yeah. Uh, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. It sounds like a full um, schedule for yourself. Um, is there anything that you can tell us at this point about what we can expect as fans? Um, is there anything that you can tease us with? I mean, you know, it's it's tough because we, we haven't made any of our announcements yet. Like, we'll, within the next two weeks, just simply due to time and we have to, we will be announcing, like, here's the exclusive merchandise we're bringing and here's our panel list. I have a list of all of our publishing panels that I've started to put together uh, for the for the website and for what we're going to do on social media. Um, but we'll, we'll get there. There's a lot of cool stuff. Uh, there will be a lot of fun surprises. You know, the Marvel booth, since I've been there, has gotten bigger and bigger and more important to just the the floor of Comic Con. I remember the first year we didn't have a stage, uh, but we had this like unveiling of the Iron Man and the Iron Monger suits, and Robert Downey Jr. and John Favreau come out, and we had a good crowd. But if we tried to do that this year, it would be insane. People would lose their minds. So. We'll have some fun stuff uh, for our stage, for you know the booth, things that we're doing. We always do game shows and, and cool things. So um, we, we like to bring stuff that makes people really excited and have a lot of fun. Excellent. The theme of the booth? It's going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely dodged there, sir. I dodge these questions all day long. <laughs> and your T-shirt. It looks uh, great. That. Laughing Squid. Uh, oh. Scott Beal, who runs Laughing Squid, is a buddy of mine. He's awesome. That's a great T-shirt. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I decided to go... Um, I decided Did we lose... Let, oh, there we go. 
civil. So that excellent. Uh, <laughs> oh no! Oh. I th- oh, Phil, just go on, Alyssa. Have, have you got? Sure. Part anymore? No. Alyssa. No. No. Okay. We'll let you get off. You we'll just have one last question for you then. Who me? Oh, okay. Um, we'll just ask one last question then, Ryan. Um, and it's come from um, the Google Plus page, and it is pretty much one of the, the basic questions, and it is, favorite Comic-Con moment? <laughs> oh, can you hear me? Whoa. Um, yeah, yeah I, I can hear you. The favorite Comic-Con moment, um, it's tough to pin down. I think the first or the second um, San Diego I did for Marvel... Uh, I remember we had San, Stan Lee coming to do a signing uh, on the stage, and I was backstage, and I was, you know, I was like, oh, my God, I'd never met Stan at that point. Uh, so I, you know, crashed down. I was like, hey, Stan, my name is Ryan. I'm the associate editor for Marvel.com, because this is a long time ago. And, uh, and I said, you know, I, you know, I really appreciate everything you do, and just it's a great pleasure to meet you. Can I have your photo? And he goes, oh, that's great. I love Marvel.com. He's never been to Marvel.com, but it warms my heart. Uh, pretty much every year I have a great Stanley memory. You know, there's one year we had a stage and we brought him up onto our stage for the live show, and it was two feet off the ground. And he comes up, he does his interview, he has a great time, and he jumps off the stage. He's 90 years old. He jumps off the stage, which is only two feet tall, but at his age, but he was a champ. He was great. Uh, I had another one where we finished the interview and he was like, oh, that was a great interview. Thanks a lot, which... He doesn't have to say. He could just be like, okay, bye, but really sweet. So they, they tend to all be with Stan Lee. Um, the other celebrities, the other things, it's great. Uh, we have a lot of fun, do a lot of, like, you know, there's cute stuff where we have wedding proposals that I think are always really sweet, uh, big, the big moments for the movies. But for me, it's always been something to do with Stan. Oh, fantastic. You know what? I think the highlight of this entire thing, just for your time, thank you very much indeed for uh, taking... I know that we kind of bullied you into it. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I just totally (laughs) forgot about it. Uh, I woke up late. We had to do laundry, and I didn't see anything on my phone to remind me, and I just checked Twitter while I was waiting at the laundromat, and it's all good. Well, you know what? It, it was absolutely worth it, if anything, for the Stanley impression, which I think was spot on. Uh, I think I think everyone should Thank you. try. I appreciate it. I think everyone should try a Stanley impression. I'm certain everyone's got one, uh, but you pretty much nailed it on that one. Excelsior! There you go. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, thank you very much indeed for your time. I know that um, we've kind of taken up a little bit of your Sunday, so we'll let you get off. Thank you very much indeed, and we'll we'll see you in two weeks' time. Thanks a lot, guys. Take care. Thank you. Brilliant. Thank Bye. you. And this is where he hangs up his phone. Brilliant. <laughs> we got him. And we got a little bit of him. That was fantastic. I knew, I knew that we weren't going to be getting... He broke the internet. He, he kind of broke the internet in doing it. Yes. <laughs> But we, we got him eventually. I knew I knew that we weren't going to be getting a great deal of um, information at this point. I mean, it's not that was never going to really happen. But we did get a bit of a tease there that um, it's going to be Hall H. It's going to be Hall H on a Saturday. So interesting for that one. Um, I mean, it, it sounds like it sounds like tradition now that that's the way it's going to be, which kind of feeds on to the rest of the, the news. T- tell you what, we'll, um, 
very quickly go through the Q&As then, which I was going to do before Ryan rudely interrupted. <laughs> Honestly, good grief. The, 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 the goal of the man. Ridiculous. Um, okay, so let's really quickly um, go through one or two of the, uh, the Q&As. Um, obviously, the, a, a number of people commenting about the James Gunn. Um, this is from Dan Berry, who has quoted this from the, uh, the Facebook page of James Gunn. None of us will be there, as we will all be in the UK for the European premiere, which <laughs> we're getting nothing. We're literally getting the toys, and that's it. And I think we've pretty much we've had that from Ryan now. That's pretty much confirmed. So anybody, I know that we're one or two sites, and one or two. I mean, I was hoping for screenings, but uh, he, he's turned around and said that that's it's just not happening. So um, when it comes to Guardians of the Galaxy fans, if you want to climb up onto a ladder and um, try and grab one of those banners, because that may be your uh, that may be. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm not going to. No, okay. I will not endorse you stealing a Comic Con International banner. This is the uh, official line from uh, an Englishman in San Diego. Do not get a ladder, find a um, banner which is uncovered by cameras, and steal um, one of the <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy banners, which aren't aren't actually screwed on, but uh, just slides off. Um, do not do that. Um, that would be um, that would be naughty. So yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna get so tall for that. Um, well, uh, I don't, got What's that I don't think that's too much um, because last year there was a similar situation with Pacific Rim. A lot of people thought there was gonna be a Pacific Rim screening last year, but then we got nothing, and it came out the week before. Um, so yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me too much. I'm trying to work out. Uh, when was the last time we actually had screenings? Uh, I mean, we had the world premiere of Cowboys and Aliens 2011. World's End, World's World's End, last End in... Was it last, well, it was last year. Okay. But then... Uh, yeah. Did we have Thor, the first? Wasn't there... Wasn't the first Thor? I don't know. Captain America in 2011. That was the last okay. One. That was the last... Um, that was the last one. Um, okay, I've also had a comment from uh, Ian O'Hara, um, basically talking about our comments um, about uh, with Ryan uh, Penagross there. He's lying, Leonard. He's completely lying. Okay. <laughs> well, let me get. He, he's impressed. He is impressed, and I. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we we must take a lot of what he says. I mean, then again, we I, actually I think we took. Ah, oh, right. Sorry. In an, an earlier comment from Ian, and he's basically saying it's about. A You're breaking up, Leonard. Guardians of the Galaxy. Jane. Oh no! Yeah, he's lost. Oh, there he is. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Oh, he's I think, we, I think we might have to. Any, any? Am I, am I here? Oh, we can hear you. It's fine. Barely. You can hear me. Okay. We will now, try very quickly to bear through this. Then uh, I'll start the sentence. Then Alyssa can join us. Uh, Walking Dead. Oh, We've been trying to work out when the Walking Dead panel is going to be. 
Ah, I have no idea. No, no. I no Hello? <laughs> I have no idea what the Walking Dead panel is going to be. I am, yeah. I am absolutely clueless. No. I would assume it would be say, what on saying. Friday, since that, that seems to be the theme. It is right now, that's the thing. The tweet came out from Walking Dead. <laughs> online on Saturday, on the 25th. Oh. So, I, you broke up a little in the middle of that, so I'm going to assume that you're talking about the um, a trailer dropping on Saturday, which would lead me to think that it would that the panel might be on Friday to give the pre to give them the preview of that trailer dropping to the the general public. That's the that's the, the idea. Yeah. Yeah. I really kind of liked uh, what Ryan was talking about. I have to admit, I'm I'm seriously considering doing that ultimate that Marvel Ultimate Plus. Mm-hmm. That seemed like I, I was thinking about doing that at C two E two. Mm-hmm. And I thought, um, and it seems like it's a, a great idea. Um, I I would love to have, and I was going to kind of ask Ryan if I could have like exclusives, any little freebies. That's what I was going to ask myself, but then I think the internet was fighting. You must have a, a mute button, which kind of like okay. Someone's going to ask me for something now. Mute. <laughs> that's the only thing. That's the only thing I can uh, imagine at this point. Right. I think what I'm going to do is wrap this up because we are having one or two technical issues, and I want to sort of kind of say goodbyes and kind of like wrap this up. Um, purely because I think what we are going to have to do is I want to kind of make sure that everything is te- technically sorted for next week. First and foremost, thank you very much indeed for everyone who has taken part in the Q&A. I'm sorry that we weren't able to cover that. I wanted to do a section just on the Q&A, and I'm determined that we will do a little bit more interactive with the Q&As next week, because it is going to be the second. Uh, we only got two more of these to go before now and Comic-Con 2014. So Yay. next next week is going to be a Q&A heavy one. We're going to get a lot of people's questions asked about and hopefully we'll um, get some ideas about um, schedules as well. So, is it next week? I think it's next yeah, week when yeah, did, yeah, yeah. traditionally. Yeah. So, next week's going to be a big. Next week's going to be a big show because not only are we going to be possibly dealing with all the exclusive, uh, sorry, with the um, the schedules, and that's going to be coming out throughout the week before and also on the Sunday, the Sunday panels. We also have ourselves a rather special guest, and I will be making. We'll be making rock solid the internet connection. I'll be, I'll be getting a cable and jamming it into the the internet directly if I have to. The special. <laughs> we're very grateful for Ryan for joining us, but we're then going to be going over to the other side of the conventions, the exhibition hall uh, line, because we're going to be having as our special guest next week, Paul Levitz from DC Comics. 
that is going. That's the uh, the the big news that I've been kind of holding off on. Former VP, artist for uh, DC Comics, legendary figure in comics industry. Um, he's going to be thankfully joining us for a large chunk of time uh, for next Sunday. Hopefully, what we're going to do is kind of talk to um, uh, Paul first, and then we're going to cover the, um, the the talk about the panels and talk about the uh, possible um, release of the schedules next week. <laughs> I apologise for any of the uh, technical issues we've suffered throughout this Hangout. Um, sorry about that. We will try and make sure it's a little bit more nailed down for next week. We would like to thank our guests. We'd like to thank uh, Joel Meadows from uh, Tripwire for joining us and talking about uh, the comics news and all the, uh, the bits that's happening at Con this year. Kyle, thank you very much indeed for your time. I know that we weren't talking to you a great deal at the back end there. We'd like to uh, kind of like to apologise for that, but um, I hope you have enjoyed your time with us, and thank you very much indeed for the coverage of the exclusives news. I had a blast. Brilliant. Thank you very much indeed, and hope to see you in uh, two weeks' time in San Diego. And last but not least, Alyssa. Actually, I'm going back to him. Where can we find you? Oh, yes. Um, Where can we find you online? Online, you can find me on Twitter at the TF Review or on YouTube. Um, I'm also covering, I'm covering for my website, BehindTheThrills.com. That's how I have my, my press pass. Um, so you can look for any articles on that website involving The Walking Dead Escape or any Comic-Con coverage. Um, and yeah, that's basically where you can find me. Brilliant. <laughs> Thank you very much indeed for reminding me about that, Alyssa. You can tell that my head is just completely not in the game now that it's just, when technical issues hit me, I kind of glitch a bit. So, this is where the Matrix is just... You're starting to see the code behind the Matrix at this point. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, Alyssa, thank you very much indeed for your time. You're welcome. And once again, we can find you at friendsofcci.com forum. Uh, friendsofcci.com slash forum. And where else can we find you? Um, on Twitter, uh, friends of CCI. And on Friends. Facebook as well. On Facebook, um, I... I tend to regularly answer questions on the um, CCI forum, um, SDCCI forum, and the New York Comic Con. Excellent. So I'm usually there. Brilliant. And then there's myself, which is Len Sultana at EnglishmanSDCC on the Twitter, and you can also find me on Google Plus at google.com slash plus sign and Englishman in San Diego. So thank you very much indeed to everyone who's watching. I do apologize if we have had um, a technical issue which has kind of disrupted your show and um, you've kind of thought, what on earth's going on? But we got there eventually. And uh, we'd like to say thank you very much indeed for your time. Hopefully, once again, you'll join us next Sunday where we will make sure that everything is rock solid for Paul Levins. That is our special guest next week. We'll take care. And as we get closer and closer, hope your preparations for Comic-Con are going well. Take care. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye.